They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, yet another show or yet one of the several shows where I talk to people on the internet and you listen and you seem to like that. Um, this is the first episode I've recorded since hitting $300 on my Patreon. So I'd like to thank everybody for the push. Um, you know, again, I, I like to do that incentive based. So you're all going to get all you patrons, uh, patrons out there are going to get a sticker from the last blockbuster in the world, which, um, falls in with my theme on the talk buster podcast, another show I do. Um, and if you get me to 350, you're all, well, somebody is going to win that signed sweatshirt I have going from uh, the whole staff there. So thank you all very much. Um, I, I had hoped the incentives would be enough, but the big push to get me there was people jumping in to help after the car accident I got into last week um, and the uh, crazy extra medical bills I have to take on because my company switched health insurance and my daughter is no longer covered. So we had to get secondary insurance through Mass Health. So thank you all, all again for being willing to jump in and help a guy out. I really appreciate it. And with that comes my patron thank you, which is growing and growing and growing. Um, my $15 or more a month patrons, Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin C.V., Mike the Gatherer, and Tyler Freshcorn. And all of my new patrons since the last episode, Molly Green, Mike the Gatherer, Jenna Speck, G.D., Danielle Martin, Ray D.K., Gene Yankin, Robert V. Aldrich, Sharon Shaw, Frank Gutierrez, and Tyler Freshcorn. So thank you all very much. Um, like with a lot of my shows, this show is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. In particular, I'd like to take a shout out to the Geeks Who Haunt, the sister podcast, if you will, of Geeks with Shields, um, who just finished a big, long push on Bootober along with Geeks with Shields. And currently, um, when you're listening to this or when I'm recording this, my episode where we talked about the film Us, the uh, movie by the great Jordan Peele that came out last year. We did an episode on, and that's available for you guys to listen to right now. So with that, I'd like to welcome back a guest from, uh, what was it, just about a month ago? Uh, almost two months, actually. <laughs> well, since months. we recorded. Yes, um, we were just in the uh, the eve of you going out to Riot Fest. Um, yes. I'd like to welcome back Mark Gadosh. Mark, how you doing? I'm uh, doing better, getting over a cold. It's been a busy, busy two months, and I'm glad to be back chatting with you. Awesome, awesome. So, Mark, tell tell the people what's been going on. You've had a busy, uh, busy couple months. Oh, it's it's been absolute madness. I mean, I had uh, two weddings, including my brother's, um, two funerals, um, including a trip to Philly, um, an estate sale, a uh, music festival, of course, and um, and then a couple other sorted random things. And there's so much to discuss. I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. You know, and it, I, I like, you know, when we were first talking about you coming on, I was excited to finally get, you know, someone that wanted to come on and talk about music because, you know, music always comes up when you get into conversations with people. But th these have normally been bent on video games and movies and anime and mm -hmm. whatever other pop culture things and, you know. Um, it's great to find a friend that I, I didn't even know I had um, that's, you know, into a lot of the same type of stuff and you were just getting ready to go to Riot Fest. But since we talked last, there's been two big uh, reunions announced. Yeah, I was hoping you would mention those. That was um, on my got, list. We've got My Chemical Romance, who I 
I don't know if I ever told you my My Chemical Romance story, but nope. uh, I was supposed to go see them and oh. was pretty psyched and was pretty psyched about it. I had seen them before when I was when they were real young, like on like a three or four opening band type of show for like a band like Coheed and Cambria or someone right. like that. And so I caught the tail end of their set and they had a lot of energy and I'm like, oh, I want to check that band out. They're really cool. They kind of remind me of a more emo bent AFI, you know, and things like that. And I'm like, all right, this is great. I want to see more of these guys. And so they came around touring with um, Muse on this double bill for the Black Parade. Like Muse was pushing um, their big album and My Chemical Romance had the Black Parade. So it was a double bill. And me and my wife got tickets and we were in college. We're like, we're going to go. This is going to be a great show. And both bands got food poisoning and had to cancel like 10 shows. Right. That's the worst. And they, and they never, um, they, they, they never, you know, redid them. Like they gave everybody a refund, of course, but right. they never came back around. And that was, you know, like a pretty inexpensive double bill. Right. And now, now both bands, I'm sure, oh, I'm sure yeah. Muse is in the stratosphere. I mean, that I was don't... at the, the prime of their like up and comingness. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then another band that I've never seen in their original incarnation. Me neither. But I've seen them in their audio slave incarnation is um, Rage Against the Machine. Yes. So, God, the, the fact that both it was one after another, like people were actually wishing me happy birthday because I also turned 30 um, and they oh, were like, yeah, the, I, I feel like I'm dissolving right now. Um, <laughs> I, I people were actually being like, happy Rage Against the Machine reunion day. Also, happy birthday. Like it was, <laughs> it was a great day. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've only seen them. Um, we got to see the, the recent incarnation prophets of rage where it was the rage against the machine minus their singer, Zach, um, but featuring, uh, be real from Cypress Hill and, um, uh, um, Chuck D from public enemy. So it was so good. Very interesting show. I mean, it was really well done. They were very impressive. Like, you know, it, it kind of feels like a bit of a cop-out, but at the same time, it was really well done. And those two, I, I was shocked that, you know, Be Real and Chuck D have energy, but can you match up to Zach? And maybe not quite, but still very good show. So, but that has been disbanded now officially. So I guess we'll just have to settle for Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> just have to settle. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 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 I, I... I have no idea if that'll be entertaining or not. Uh, will they have any energy? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, no. you kind of they're, they're they're political band. I don't know if there's much to complain about these days. No, no, the world is going so well. Yep. That um that I I just feel as though that they're just not going to have anything to complain about. All the stuff they were mad at has been fixed. Right. We're totally not metaphorically on fire right now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! What what better time? I mean, uh, uh, I mean, God, all, we, all we need is System of a Down to go. Oh yeah, by the way, we're back together and we're going on that tour. I mean, and you'll just be like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> well, apparently, um, um, I guess the RZA's been saying like we want to be on that Rage Against the Machine tour, and he's like, we need to do a like a co-headlining, and I'm like, that would be awesome, but also. I'm sorry, Wu-Tang. As big as Wu-Tang is, you can't co-headline with a Rage Against the Machine reunion. You are the opening act. You just have to accept that. Yeah, no, it, exactly. Either of those bands on their own would be an insane 
headlining exactly. act. But but you put them together, and R- Rage is just going to overshadow the yeah scene. Um, insane outpouring, and I mean Wu Tang has a reach across genres. Yes, but and Rage, I can tell you Rage about them from has, my too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, have you have you ever seen My Chemical Romance before? I did. They were on a double bill. I think it was the it was like Scion Energy Tour or something like that. It was with uh, with Blink One Eighty Two. So really, yeah, it was a good combo. Um, you know, Blink was the the headliner, but you know, My Chemical Romance was right behind them. This was, I think, oh gosh, I I think it was either like right before or right after they put out their last album. So it was, you know, they were still like riding the highs of like their of like the Black Parade and you know, all those ones, but, um, but it, it was, a, I mean, it was a solid show. Like it, we were, it was a stadium show or, um, you know, outdoor venue. So we were way back on the lawn. So I couldn't tell you exactly how good it was, but I was, I was fine with it. And I thought they were great. So, um, but yeah, never seen rage against the machine in its entirety. So, um, we, we were talking about, should we go to Phoenix? And we were initially my wife saw it and we were and she was like, we're going to California and we're going to see them. I'm like, those are the dates that they're playing Coachella. And we really don't think we can (laughs) go to Coachella just for. Yeah, Coachella takes an interesting, um, um, I would imagine, an interesting amount of uh, fortitude to 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 withstand. Well, the fact that it's a primarily camping festival yes. is the tough part for us. We we are not in that wheelhouse, unfortunately. Like we just no, don't I, have I the energy. Agree. Like, and they do have shuttles, but it just seems like a lot of trouble, and it's super expensive, of course. So I don't know, but I I, I got a feeling this is just the first of a, of more Rage Against the Machine dates to be announced, and if they're anywhere closer to us, preferably within like a six hour range, we we'd rather go for that. <laughs> Oh, I would love to see that show. Yeah. So, yeah. So t- speaking of that, I want to live vicariously through you. Tell me about Riot Fest 2019. Okay. So um, for those of you who don't know, Riot Fest is a uh, Chicago music festival. Um, I think this is its 15th year. Um, it's like the sixth or seventh year that's been outdoor three-day music festival. Before that, it was like the multi-venue festival. But this year um, was... It, I mean, it was it was damn good, obviously. So, I mean, where to start? I mean, I, I wrote down a few of the basics of each day. Yeah, but how about start? Was was there anybody that played that you've never seen before? Um, plenty. Most mostly it was the the smaller bands that I hadn't seen before. But um, um, let's see. I'm just I'm just gonna start off. I'll I'll start with the first day. So first day was a little rough because it was really windy and there was some sound issues you know they have the big hanging stacks of uh of speakers so that everyone can in the back can hear well because of the high winds they're a lot lower so the sound was really not coming through so you could be in the crowd and you couldn't hear the band so that complicated things a lot because i saw census fail couldn't hear them barely at all and then um when we were waiting to see blink 182 they have the two main stages next to each other. So you can just look over and see the other band playing while you're waiting for the one you want to see. And right. Like warp could, tour. Yeah. Yeah. And we could see the flaming lips and they were playing Yoshimi battles, the pink robots. And it looked amazing. Couldn't hear anything they were doing. Not, not, a, not, a, couldn't, couldn't even tell what song they were on. So a little disappointing with that, but, um, 
I mean, in general, the the shows were great. We saw the Get Up Kids was pretty solid. Um, best shows of the day, I'd say. Blink One Eight Two impressed me. I was happy with it. Um, you know, they they again. I think the sound issues played a factor into it, but they played Enema of the State, so singing along to every song. Um, yeah, I saw some recordings from that from this year, and they it, it's great to see the, the the current iteration of them play through that album so well like that made me happy it's working um i was a little sad because they played at the exact same time as jawbreaker who okay i'm glad you i figured you would know it but like jawbreaker was one i hadn't heard of until they reunited riot fest like three years ago that's Um, that's when i heard about them yeah but they're i mean they're they're something special like they're kind of like one of the originators of like the pop punk and emo kind of sounds like earlier in the 90s than some of those other bands and they play a great show but they play at the exact same time as blink so i only caught a few songs by them um but h2o fantastic show descendants always amazing violent femmes sounded as good as they could without the sound sounding good and they had probably the biggest saxophone i've ever seen in real life so that was interesting. <laughs> was it like was it like a saxophone? It was like a stand up bass, and then pivot off it the ground. Was, it was like three feet taller than the person playing it. I That's amazing. Don't even, I don't even know what you'd call that, but it was uh, it was shocking. <laughs> um, you b- backtrack so so H two O and the Descendants, man. Yeah. I I haven't seen them in forever. They're right. both great. I always make a point with like Riot Fest, like. You know, even if they're on the small stage or playing against someone bigger, I'm like, I've got to go see the classic punk bands because, you know, they, they only get to tour so much. And Cincinnati's not always a big, you know, venue to to go to. So whenever I can see like those classic punk bands, I have to make sure I get that. So uh, but the yeah, they were fantastic. I don't think the set. I don't think Descendants can play a bad show. I mean, no, <laughs> there's just so much fun. Um. But yeah, so that was, I mean, that was the first day, um, you know, the, the, the whole festival itself has tons of stuff like the, you know, obviously they've got a million different types of merchandise. They've got lots of artists like selling their, their stuff. They've got all kinds of random sponsors. One of our favorites is there's this place that does a soda and you buy, you buy like a, a cup and you get unlimited soda throughout the weekend. And it's like, classic like sarsaparilla and orange soda oh yeah 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 vanilla cherry stuff and all that and it's really good really expensive but cheaper than you know buying a soda at the at the stands um and also just like all kinds of other rest they had like magic the gathering there as a sponsor and like a vegan burger place and they were giving out samples of vegan burgers i'm like sure i'll try it (laughs) why not free food of course music festival (laughs) it can't get better um, but yeah, so, so the, yeah, that was the first day. Second day was our most excited day, probably like the, the bands that we cared about the most a, a, as a whole. So, um, we saw, uh, the selector, which is like a English, like early ska band, um, yep. story so far, um, prof who's this up and coming rapper who he, he was solid. He, it wasn't his audience that quite worked for it, but he's a good rapper and I would recommend him. Um, Anthrax did a uh, fan requested set, so if you went online, you could request which songs you wanted them to play, and they picked like what was the most popular. Which in the end, that's awesome. I mean, in the end, it was mostly stuff they play at most of their shows anyway, but it was still a good show. (laughs) I mean, 
they were probably the loudest band there that night until Slayer came on, of course. Um, which uh, Sl- Slayer was the headliner that night, and it was their final Chicago show for their big finale tour. So they were amazing, as you'd expect. And of course, I was conflicted again because I wanted to see Block Party playing uh, Silent Alarm, which is oh, and they put them up against Slayer. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, the 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 stage that plays against it is kind of angled badly, so that. If they're not playing, you can kind of hear Slayer through the stage as well. So that kind of complicates it as a little bit. Um, but both of them were fantastic. We saw a bit of Wu-Tang Clan. Um, they were phenomenal. Everyone was there. So that that helped. Um, except for, of course, Old Dirty Bastard, who I think they got his... It was either his son or his nephew or something like that. So it fit. Um Probably the best, the the three best though that day. Um, there's this. You you need to check this guy if you like uh, Rage Against the Machine. This guy called Grandson. He's um, yeah, no, I've heard him. He's awesome. Okay, like politically motivated, like rap rock sound. He and my God, like he really, honestly, if he would open up for Rage Against the Machine, it would be the perfect fit because it it's exactly what it needs to be. Um, and then we saw the Who. If you haven't heard of them, is uh, that Mongolian? Nope, never, not once, not not once. <laughs> not not the not the Who that you're thinking of, though. <laughs> no, no, I, I I I I'm playing along with the joke. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the per. I mean, it's it, it's such great marketing because it gets people asking questions. But um, the Who spelled H U. They're a Mongolian yep. throat singing hard rock band, and. God, they were amazing. They they were you could see like their faces. They were so happy to be there. Like this was one of their first US shows and they delivered and people loved it. Like people were chanting along and you know it it was it was perfect energy for them. It worked so well. Um I, I know we I know we talked about this on, on the last show because I hadn't heard much of Riot Fest before, so you were kind of giving me the lowdown, but yeah. it just sounds so damn inclusive. It's it's all over the place. Like there's always a few oddities and like everything has a bit of influence. You know, like it might not be the the most expected band you would think from a punk festival, but they they really try to go for everything. Um yeah, I mean it just fits. They're just like what can we get that's going to make people think, well, this is cool. Let's check this out. Um, but in terms of punk rock, the best show I saw there that weekend was what I, one that I expected it to be. Um, hardcore punk band Turnstile, who is, yep. oh my God. Like, I, they're, they're probably one of, if not the best, hardcore band of the last decade. Like, they really are just so much energy it's it blows you away and it's and it's weirdly danceable too (laughs) so if if someone is like i would like to get into hardcore punk you know for all those normal people who want to suddenly do that turnstile is is (laughs) is a (laughs) go-to band for them (laughs) um yeah so i don't know i i i'm a pause if you got it if you got any comments (laughs) i don't know I'm just talking. No, dude, it's no, no. It, uh, this is this is amazing. It, it sounded like it was a blast. So when so did did Turnstile play day three? No, they were they, they were day two. They were like the they were on right after the Who, like at like three in the afternoon. So it's blazing hot. 
they come out like you know half of them in like these you know baggy sweatshirts and all that and like i'm just like you guys are nuts like within the first song like they're dripping sweat like they're just blowing everyone away they start off with their big their big like pump up song real thing and it just worked and they were phenomenal um that's that's one everyone should check out um uh but yeah i mean day two day two was exhausting it was so hot it was um so we 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 spent a lot of time just sitting in the back like watching bands because we couldn't we couldn't cope we're we're not we're not that young anymore (laughs) right but um but and day three was the weird day because that was we started off with the village people um (laughs) which was amazing I, I I saw the footage from that. The fact that I, they did a wall of death during the village people is yep, the best thing I've ever for seen. For YMCA. I love the fact that people are still trying to do the YMCA while they're charging in for the wall of death. Like they really put in that effort. <laughs> the thing that was great about the footage I saw too is that the village people were like way into it. They were just like, oh, This yeah. crowd loves us. Let's do it. They were it. having fun. <laughs> I think the the one problem with the village people was that um their sound was mixed a little weird because, you know, they have like their lead guy who's the the cop who is like the only original member and then everyone else also doing like the backing vocals and stuff. But even though he's like the lead singer, you still need the rest of them balanced out because when everyone comes in for the YMCA, you got to hear all of them singing it and you kind of couldn't. Like his one uh. voice overtake the other five and it's like – uh, you should have balanced that a little better. But otherwise, I mean, they were having fun. It wasn't the best show I've ever seen, but they were having fun and everyone else was having fun. So that's what mattered. Um, but I mean, everyone that day, I don't I don't think I saw a bad show that day. Uh, Guided by Voices was phenomenal as always. Streetlight Manifesto, I'm sure you know, uh, always. I am uh, about, I'm <laughs> seeing them next month. Yay. <laughs> God, they're, they're, they're they're never a bad show. I'm really sad that I couldn't get to one of those um, one of those ones that they did with the uh, the Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution tour, where they did the yep. with the with the whole orchestra playing Streetlight songs, and it it looked amazing. And I really wish they would put that out on like a DVD or a or a double CD or something, because I will buy that in a heartbeat. Streetlight, if you're listening, just a heads up. Um, yeah. I would, I would hope that they would. I don't know. Did they do that during the time that they were still going through all that crap with their label? No. I think that ended in like 2017 or 2018. They got all the they, – they were able to settle. They they bought the rights back for all their music. So they own all of their music, and they can move on. So, yeah. Good, good times. <laughs> um, God, who else was there? Uh, Teenage Ball Rocket was a good show. Um, yeah, they're awesome. There's there there was a new band, um, kind of, or newer. I'd never heard of them. Uh, called Sincere Engineer. They were uh, phenomenal. Kind of got like the punk rock, but a bit of like folk punk almost, like kind of in the against me realm. Um, oh. And it's great. The one like their songs are very much just in that realm of like you know dealing with depression and and struggling as a musician and living the the cheap life and like. One of their songs, I, I don't remember the line exactly, but it involves a corn dog. And as when that line comes up, there's like 40 corn dogs raised in the air from the crowd. And the singer almost broke down. Like she almost like had to stop because she was laughing so hard from people bringing corn dogs to their show, um, <laughs> which was a good time. And um, 
God, the B-52s were a surprisingly great show. Um, as weird as they were, they fit in so well there. Um, and maybe the second best show I saw was uh, Ween, who... Yeah, I love I, Ween. God, I... You know, they're they're almost... Uh, I, I love weird music. They're almost too weird for me. Yep. <laughs> but, but they played The Mollusk in its entirety. Um, they started off with, like, a medley of other stuff to start off with, but then they went into The Mollusk. And, man, you could tell people were really excited for that one because they just their energy was great they were they were just a phenomenal show i had no idea what to expect but they worked so well um yeah they're they're definitely one of those bands that if they if they hit the wrong wavelength of the crowd could could be it just could completely fall flat right but then but then if you hit the right wavelength you get the entire crowd all singing the blarney stone together and just chanting oh my it's so good it was so good it was so memorable like it it was just there you could just tell they were having fun they played riot fest before and you could tell like they they knew that crowd was going to follow them with that one so um i i had a roommate in college that uh to say that to say that Ween was one of the bands he liked would be an understatement. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> lived and breathed that band. And like it, had a tattoo with that in, big old face and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> he was into them the way most college students were into Dave Matthews band. You know, it's just like, <laughs> dude. And um and you know, so I was kind of I wouldn't say turned off on them, but just it was Ween all the the time it gets, man it gets overwhelming. But, <laughs> it's like when you find someone that's way into fish and you just go, All right. Ooh. Can you lay off a little bit? I, I need yeah. I need to get off. I need to get off this ride for a few minutes, please. You, you please. need to step back from the jam bands just a little bit. <laughs> They're great. It's just yeah. you, you, you. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair enough. But slows um, everything down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then and then the night finished out between um uh, the Raconteurs, which is Jack White's band. Um yep. I, I love seen, them. I've seen them. I'd seen Jack White solo and I wasn't very impressed, but I also am not big on his bluesy stuff as much. So I wasn't sure what to expect with the raconteurs blew me away. Absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, the raconteurs seems to be like, he brought together a lot of guys that are just, they all get each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a weird dude. And he's a little bit too full of himself and like how artsy and awesome he is. But there's something about the raconteurs where it's just like, it feels authentic. Whereas sometimes Jack White doesn't to me. The rest of it. Yeah. I don't mean that as a slight. He's just, he's, he's very ambitious and he's, you know, they, they all just seem to kind of play off of each other really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, and then to finish off the night, we had a, a battle between Taking Back Sunday doing uh, Louder Now and some other album. I forget what it was. And then uh, Bikini Kill doing their big reunion show. Um, wow. Yeah. So, And Bikini Kill had the exact same feel that uh, Jawbreaker had two, two years ago because they were – like you could tell pe- people were excited to see them but also like – don't know their music as much. And so the only people that were really there were the people who have been waiting decades to see this. And so the, the, the energy was great. I mean, they, they sounded exactly like they sounded like on the records, which 
depending on who who is listening to it, that's a good or a bad thing. Because <laughs> I, I mean, Bikini Kill is harsh. Like it is, it is kind of hard to listen to if you're not into that. And I get that. But I mean, they they played great. They they and they did exactly what I feel like every young up and coming band does, which is some of their songs they rotated instruments so like someone else was singing and someone else was playing drums like just because they're just like well we we do this song better this way let's do it and it's like that just feels like such a high school band thing to do and i loved it (laughs) oh this is insane yeah so um so when you go like describe you know riot fest um as a as an entity, as an event to me, because you're, you're able to go, it's a multi-day festival, but it's not a camping festival like Coachella or anything. So how close by do you, do you get to stay? Um, it depends. Uh, if you want to stay within like five minutes of the venue, you're not staying in a good neighborhood and I wouldn't recommend it. Um, because it's literally in the middle of a park, like a public park in the middle of kind of offshoot of the city. Um, I, I can't remember exactly like uh, where it is location wise, but it's just, it's South of Chicago and it's just, um, it's not the best area, but, uh, and that is the one problem with the places that the parking is atrocious because they're, they basically have one other park attached to it and they line people up along the street in there and that's about it. So it's a bit of a madhouse. Um, but the the inside, the, like once you get into the festival, everything's contained. It's all nice. There's five stages, the two main ones, and then if you walk back from them, there's like two that like border the entrance way to the main stages, and then the small one off to the side with like the local bands and the small bands and stuff like that. So, um, and it's just, it and it's it, it just, uh, I don't know. It, it's all over the place, but it feels well-contained. It's not the biggest festival I've been to, and that's probably for the best, but um, it's big enough that you don't feel cramped or you don't feel too overwhelmed by it. That's awesome. Um, I mean, just the the eclectic insanity of, of the bands, the fact that you saw the B-52s and um, uh, brr, the Village People and, yeah. you know, Blink-182 at the same show, and then the Wu-Tang. This is just chaos. It is. (laughs) I I love it. And Grandfather, like you said, Grandfather. I mean... He really, grandson, I mean, it, sorry, grandson, yeah. brain. He, yeah, he, he, I'm I mean, right they, now. Yes. you're fine. You're fine. Me too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they delivered. So that was, that, that was the Riot Fest experience from my perspective. And that was, I, I think I counted, I think I saw 36 different acts throughout the weekend out of like 90 that they had. So, <laughs> So I did my best going strong and you guys, this is kind of like your, your uh, engagement anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one, that's where we got engaged in 2015. So 2013, 2015 was when we got married. Yes. Wife don't listen to this part. (laughs) I found Uh, out the place I proposed to my wife is in danger of closing. Oh no. Yeah. It's a movie theater in downtown Salem, mass. And, the owner is uh, selling, but he's only wow. selling it for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. So, if you, <laughs> if if you're a local friend of mine, you want to pull together and buy it, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's like a staple of the middle of that city, right? You know, so if it 
if it goes away, it, mm-hmm. there's just nothing there. That's tough because when it's when it's something that you just some things you just you get so used to them being there and the idea of it not of it being gone, you're just like how that doesn't even make sense. Like, I mean, like that's I feel like that's how like a lot of shopping malls are these days, where yeah. it's like, where where you know that they're just sitting there useless, and then you know suddenly one day they get like one of them gets torn down, and you just look at it and you're like, what could possibly fill that void now? Like it's it's weird. Yeah. The good oh. news is that the the guy who owns it um, yeah. isn't isn't selling it because it isn't profitable. Um, oh. He's he's selling it um, because they they did you know a Kickstarter thing and replaced all the stuff you know ten or so years ago uh, whatever whenever the big digital conversion went down oh, okay. and you know and the fan base is very loyal. Um, the reason he's selling it is because he does not have the time he's got like another venture like a, a film production company that oh, he's been building up and so he wants it's kind of like a willy wonka thing like i want to sell it for as little as possible where i at right. least make a little bit of money but not like he's like selling it for half of what he has invested in the place you want someone just, who cares yeah just so someone who cares can keep it going and i give him credit for that you know it's yeah. just a bummer that it, you know, it's in danger of leaving because that would right. be terrible. Agreed. You know? It's 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 every God everything, the world the world is changing, and even though you know you you can't stop progress, but sometimes progress hurts. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so, so back with the music festival vein, I had talked to you when you mentioned Riot Fest. That at least the early days of it reminded me of. Boston Calling. I think that's where Boston Calling kind of came from. Was that whole cities kind of doing their own like multi venue festival? Right. I don't know if Boston Calling is done as a multi venue thing anymore. It used to be, but they just announced that they got the Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers to headline that thing. I saw that. Yeah, I was. I was kind of like, like, hey, wife, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> It's just for, for, I mean, they usually get some decent sized bands there, but like that's, that's going to bring the people. That's, that's more than decent size. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I mean, they've had, you know, they've had Tenacious D, Tool, the White Stripes, the Recon Tours, you know, they've had all oh. that kind of stuff, um, at this festival. And, you know, they mix in, you know, the Mighty Mighty Boston's, the Dropkick Murphy's, you know, all the Boston's and stuff play. But man, like I, I heard those names and I'm like, you're just trying to take my money because I've never seen you. <laughs> and I've always wanted to, right? You know? Always wanted to, and I would imagine it's going to be cheaper than it would be to see them at Fenway Park. Yeah, because that's just insane. I mean, that's the selling point of a lot of music festivals. It's like, I'm not going to get a cheaper ticket to see this band somewhere else. I guess I'll go to this. So you mentioned earlier, you know, if you figured we'd bring it up, the the bummer of having to miss Elton John. Um, yeah, sounds like he's okay though, right? Yeah, well, from what I heard, um, and this is not proven, but apparently the that day, um, I guess his his mother in law passed away. Uh, so so while he said like I'm I'm not feeling up to this, it could have been from that. You know, if he was sick, I mean, I don't care if he was sick or if he just needed the day off. I understand. Like you have to you have to care for yourself as well. And he's been touring oh, for like course. three years straight. But now, but now our you know our Saturday comfortable show has been moved to a Thursday in March, and we're like, ah, <laughs> great. So 
but but we got lucky because I you know we're like you got the tickets yes you got all this yes and we're we're driving two hours to go there and I was like you know what uh, like as I'm driving I'm like I'm gonna look at Facebook and just make sure because we bought them secondhand so we didn't get any kind of notifications and I look on Facebook and there it is like an hour before saying I'm sorry I can't play the show and I'm like getting off the highway now we're going back because <laughs> yeah we got Damn. we only. Yeah, we got we got lucky we didn't drive the whole way. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it's a shame, but we'll get we'll get to see him that we'll we'll see him eventually. It's it's on the list. He's coming back. He's got it rescheduled. We'll make do. Yeah, and that's the kind of show that's worth the effort. You know what I mean? Cuz it's, it's like it's a bucket list show for my wife. So yeah. that's why we yeah. invest. <laughs> it, it would be a bucket list show for me too. This will be, I think Billy Joel is about to be selling tickets around here again. Oh boy. that That's going to be me trying again to see <laughs> if I can go see him. That's <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is my, my cousin lives near, lives near Manhattan. Yeah. So every he he'll go, he'll go and just like play a show in Brooklyn and like announce it an hour before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so that th- when we've been out there hanging out, he's like, "Let's check and see if Billy Joel's playing any shows this week." And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, he'll just show up." And lo and behold, he was. But they uh, they was sold out. But it's like, that's oh, that would have been. That's not fair. That's not. He's fair. like, you'll. It's like you'll never pay cheaper to see him because no. he'll, he'll play at like a small like 200 seat place, and you just right. gotta buy him up. <laughs> you know. And that's <laughs> like. like that's like the uh, I forget which country artist it was, but like the guy who was like, "I'm just gonna do a bunch of uh, of dive bars, like this huge country act," and he's apparently doing a tour of just local dive bars at random places, and like it sounds like the it's almost like a lottery for tickets, just because you know they probably seat like a hundred people, and so. Right. But I'm like, that's that's such a cool idea, and I love when bands that are bigger than they need to be play a smaller show than they should like that's it, like that's like green day's favorite shtick right they've been doing that yeah. for a while they'll they, they they'll try out new album material yep yeah or like i saw uh you know just little like we're like we've got this place it's a couple thousand and I'll, and i saw like uh marilyn manson played there recently and and limp biscuit played there a few years ago and i was like these are probably too big for this venue but it was a good time because you can just be up close and not have to fight it, which is nice. Oh yeah, if 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 someone told me like this week that, hey, you know, one two thousand person venue, you know, where you're gonna have like standing room, be like near the stage and watch, you can go see Limp Biscuit. I'd go see them. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't pay a crap load of money to see them, and I wouldn't see them in a giant venue because I'm not the target demographic for. Yeah. But to just say that I saw them. You know what I mean? Would be awesome. Worth it. Totally <laughs> Marilyn, worth it. Marilyn Manson, on the other hand, I would love to see. Oh, he's he. I I don't even know how to describe him anymore because he's so he he gets on stage and he looks like he is wasted. And I don't know if he is or not. He still performs well and he's still like crazy, but it's not the same crazy he used to be. It's yeah. It's, it's changed. It's developed. Now he's like the like it's like an art house performance. It makes me think of like like uh, like Suspiria, where it's just like weird and creepy, but also beautiful somehow. Like I'm like oh, okay. interesting. You know, it's like because he's it, got it, 
he, he does like be face, to be dangerous. Yeah, he does like like face pain. He's got like he almost looks like if he wasn't so scary, he'd look like he would be good in like an indie rock band, like in like the cover where it's like you get like like colorful face paint and glitter, but like take off the glitter and add like black fingernail polish. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> Like he's still, cre- you know, he's got like a, like some of his songs. He got like a microphone with like a knife strapped to it, and like I think it's a real knife because you see like his hands look like scarred up from it. And you're like, okay, okay, dude, you you don't have to prove it anymore. Like we get it. You're still scary. Like yeah, he's, he still he's makes been good doing stuff. for a long time. Oh yeah. Well, apparently he played like some hip hop festival this past weekend, which was like. And apparently it went really well. Like, which, yeah, I read they they welcomed him with open arms. Like people yeah. were way into it. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see that more. I'd I'd love to see that more. I I had a a a patient that I was helping, and he I was trying to help calm him down, and I was telling him about how scary my music is sometimes, and and I, I like I he he heard like a Slipknot song, and he was like, "This is crazy." I'm like, "Yeah, it is," and he's and. When you get like hip hop fans who have never heard something like that, it's it's it blows them away. You know, not all will like it, but when you give them that shot to hear something like that, it kind of gives them like a whoa! I, I never thought that that was a that was a thing. Like, well, it's you know. it's interesting. You know, I've been, you know, I I was recently watched um the documentary Horror Noir, mm-hmm. um, which is which is about um the um uh, black horror cinema basically is the best way to describe it, you know, and they went oh, yeah. throughout, all throughout history and um, it's fantastic. And it reminded me, and we were just talking about that right now. I'm surprised in the forefront because they, they have to exist, especially in the underground sect, more horror bent hip hop bands because, you know, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, you know, that's like the horror bent rock, you know what yeah. I mean? Or the horror bent, you know, uh, metal you know, with, with Slipknot and bands like that and Mushroom Head, you know, and, and all that. But, um, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, it would be really interesting to see, you know, like the, like, like a public enemy kind of band, but come out, you know, doing right. like Marilyn Manson stage performance. Well, you know what I mean? Well, well, I don't I mean, know if it would meld, but well, you could say that that technically does exist, but then you're going into the realm of insane clown posse and twist, uh, was- Twisted and all those ones, and <laughs> I was trying so, to steer away from Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you, you're saying like this. What if there was horror rap? And it's like in my head, I'm like, there is, there absolutely is. But well, no, it, that's I was that. trying to steer away from them and go into the, you know, that that kind of take like the, like take like a band, you know, like, like a Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, Ramstein. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of so, like. So there is uh, one one band in particular I always think of with something like this, and they're actually called Horror, and they are they're one H O nine nine O nine is how they spell their name, but they are one of those bands that really does that because they're like a perfect blend of hardcore punk and hip hop, and they work so well, and they are they are intimidating, they're terrifying. I, and I, I need to hear this band. Oh yeah, you do. Uh, look up the song "Street Power." That is a perfect, um, you know. It even like has like I I don't know if it's exactly like Halloween like, but the like that. Oh yeah, I'm, that's, like, I'm looking at pictures right now. 
Yeah. Oh um, my God. So you, you answered I mean, me. This exists. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's other bit like, you know, Denzel Curry has a bit of that like scariness to him with some of his stuff. There's some more like experimental ones like Show Me the Body or Blackie who are kind of in that realm of like almost like noise rock mixed with hip hop. Those, those ones are a good fit for that. Um, uh, uh, who's the one that uh, people have been talking about recently? Um, oh, I'm trying to, Ghost Mane. Is another one who's kind of up and coming, who's like a like hip hop, but got like this creepy tone to him, this like scary, intimidating kind of look to him. Um, so, I mean, there there are elements to that, and you know, I think a lot of that's coming out of like the the recent concepts of like the the emo hip hop and like the ones like that, where the, you know these are these are hip hop guys, but they also have that background of you know, knowing like My Chemical Romance or Marilyn Manson or other things like that. And and there there are definitely a few of those. So, you know, we'll we'll see where that comes in because I want to see more of them. And, you know, maybe we will, but we just got to see. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that's probably where that welcoming of a Marilyn Manson type at a hip hop show is starting to show. It's like, oh, OK, no, we we get this. Like, yeah, this. These these fans can um, can cross over, and it doesn't all have to be the same group. Yeah, like exactly. Everything. That's amazing. So, speaking, you you mentioned um, uh, Selector, I think. The yeah. Earlier, and it was funny. I was talking to someone recently who also talked about them. I uh, I had Taylor Morden on this show, who directed yeah. the the movie about the last blockbuster, but he also directed Pick It Up. Scott in the nineties. I just listened to to that podcast and um and you know you're talking about ska stuff and I was like I I think I have to look up that the uh, well both of those documentaries now but um but yeah that, <laughs> like ska is such a weird it's such a weird world because it it has like those distinct those distinct beginnings of like the first wave and the second wave and the third wave and now we're hitting that fourth wave but also like. It, is it really considered that now? Or are we just kind of in this weird in between? So, but I don't know. No, absolutely, uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> we had that same conversation, him and I. On I had him back on to talk about the Ska movie, and that hasn't released yet. But we oh, great. went way in depth, and uh, Selector was one of the bands that he talked about. And um, it's uh, it's just so wild. I, I'm getting I'm getting more music people on. This is good. But um, yeah. So what's your so were, were there any other ska bands at Riot Fest? Um, the, the besides ska, Streetlight and Selector, the ska was a little bit lacking this year. Um, I mean Streetlight and Selector were probably the two the two biggest in terms of ska music this year. But like I'm I'm trying to think previous years like they've not gotten as many of like um well I think le- well less than Jake was there this year but they're 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 like every year or every other year so um, yeah, less less than Jake will play <laughs> everything and they're always good. Exactly. So that's that's what I love about them. But they've gotten. Um, I know they had the specials a few years ago, and oh. they've had. Oh, um, uh, I missed them because they played super early this year. But uh, um, uh, Save Ferris was there as well. So, oh. um, but I saw them at uh, Warp Tour a couple years ago, and they were they were great. So, um, but yeah, um, the, the ska it, it comes and goes with them. But I think usually with ska, they try to get a lot more of the classic bands. Like I don't think. I don't think Real Big Fish has been there. Um, they did have Mighty Mighty Boss Tones there two years ago when I was there, and that and they played. Um, oh, what's their big hit album? The one that actually has uh, the impression that I get on it. 
whatever yeah, that album is. The album is called um, Let's Face It. Yes, they played that in its entirety, um, which was perfect. Um, it's an it, amazing it, album. It is. People There's forget. So many people are like, well, they're just a one-hit wonder ska band. I go, first, fuck you. And second, <laughs> that whole album is good. And third, every album they've ever released is good. <laughs> you no, just don't no, know it. No ska band is a one-hit wonder. They just don't make the charts. They're, they're, That's right. They've got plenty of hits. You just haven't heard them. Um, uh, I but, love the Boston so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, modern, modern ska, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to see, like, what comes from modern ska because there's there's always new things, but you've just got to really dig into them. And, like, you know, lately the one that's really picked up is uh, if, if you've heard of the Interrupters. Um, oh, I was actually just about to mention them. Yeah. I mean, they, they're blowing up. They're showing up at all these festivals, and they're playing, like, this classics. You know, they got that classic, like, rancid and – you know, Boston's kind of sound and it works so well and people love it and it works. Um, it's so weird. I was saying this to, to Taylor Morton ago. It amazes me that they're welcomed with such open arms when they're not, they're not putting on a front that they're anything other than a classic ska band. Like they're not doing anything different than 25 other bands that have failed to break into the radio. Right. Like you, you right. put a show Put a show with like the interrupters and save Ferris and real big fish and operation Ivy, you know, if yeah. all these bands were still around at the same time and it's the same exact nerdy group of people that love this, yep. you know what I mean? And yep. for some reason, and I'm so happy for the interrupters that they're doing so well without having to fake it, without having to like make the sound be something else. Right. No, they're, they're just doing their thing. Because like no no qualms you know to to no doubt, no doubt came from being a ska band. Yeah. But by the time Tragic Kingdom came out, yeah, the songs they were putting on the radio were you know like the pre the precursor to pop punk. You know exactly. what I mean? They weren't. Or and and you know the, the 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 approach was oh wow this is a girl this is great you know and everybody right. loved it. But for every song like Don't Speak, Spiderwebs is a goddamn ska song. Right, you know absolutely. I mean? <laughs> like, there's no, there's nothing, there's no changing the fact that that's a ska song, and I, I love that the Interrupters now are what two or three albums at least in, of, yeah. of just perfect old fashioned, punchy ska music that are topping charts and absolutely. <laughs> there's um, there there's one band that I do enjoy, and they're they're a little weird because they're they're ska, but they've got other elements. They they kind of do feel like a modern take on what ska can turn into, which is sometimes good and sometimes not. But they're called Stacks yep. Like Pancakes. Um, I love the name. Holy um, shit! It's it's exactly what it needed to be. I saw them at Warp Tour, and they they just. They have that ska appeal of being silly and fun, but also having that right attitude. Um, for example, their one song is called SFDD, Shit, Fuck, Damn It, Damn It. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then their other, they, they've, um, uh, they put out a song like two years ago called 45. It's about uh, a president. Um, and it's, No, I wonder which one. It's, I'm going to say Herbert Hoover. It's perfect. The video is fun. It's silly. You know, like they're not the most well-produced band, but I, they, they're, they're persisting. They've made three albums. They just keep kicking and they're, they're fun, but they're different. Their sound keeps changing, but I don't think it's because they're just like, I, th I, I feel like they don't want to just be a ska band. 
And it's kind of, and it's unfortunately a little bit of that where the singer is the only one left. So whatever sound they're taking, it's kind of his call. But um, but they still work, and there's still a lot of good in them. So I do recommend checking them out as well. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, you know, my, some of my favorite ska bands um, don't always sound like ska. I mean, you people classify Less Than Jake as a ska band. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're more of just a, you know, a fun punk band that happens to, you know, play up chords. <laughs> and have a horn section, you know. Um, right. Same thing with Streetlight, Streetlight Manifesto. They kind of reinvented the genre, right? They, they, they did. No one sounds you, like Streetlight. You listen to it and you go, okay, this is a ska song. But then you listen to it and you go, but it's four to eight minutes long and it's about something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh oh, I can't, I can't just sit down and mellow out and listen to this crap. It's making me think, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the, hand, the Hands of Thieve, a very, you know, motivated album, if you will, um, oh, yeah. is so heavy. It's so good. But it's for, it's weird to tell people, oh yeah, go check out the Ska Band. But, it's this is an album you're going to want to sit down and listen to all the way through. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? It's sky. You just put it on. I'm like, no, 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 dude. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, want to take this one in. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd still put like, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the between and everything goes numb. And like some of the best albums of all time of any bands, like, yep. They're just so, there's so much to them. You know, you hear like, watch it crash and we will fall together. And, 40 days like everything there's so much meaning to them and like even like the softer songs like work so well because the band is so cohesive have you seen them cover such great heights live um i don't think maybe i don't know i've seen you know know the song by the postal service right i'm not super familiar on the postal service so but there's a good chance i've heard them it was their big song. Um, it was the "You Can See Us Swinging from Such Great Heights." Come right. down, and so so that song has this incredibly fast, weird, like techno intro, uh-huh. and they play that with the horn section. <laughs> so they the horns all come to the front and they start playing this, and I'm listening and I go, "There, what?" Because <laughs> I didn't know they covered the song, and they nail it you you should look up there's a recording of it they, they did it on their that album that was all covered 99 um, songs of revolution yeah it's on that one and it's so good yeah i and and they i i did like that album like it was weird like some of the songs like they really put their own twist on it and some of them they just played well like their version of hell worked so well and uh oh, punk rocker oh, like, yeah skyscraper all those are solid I love their version of linoleum. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love. Played well. (laughs) They're, they're wonderful and they, and they have fun. Yeah. I I hope they make something new soon. Me too. I saw them play at, um, some festival. It wasn't warp tour. Um, it was something else where I was surprised that they were on, but it was a big outdoor festival show um, in in the big outdoor festival venue we have around here. Yeah. And they played early on in the day, but they had just as much energy as I've ever seen them have. But the guitarist and lead singer there had broken his arm. <laughs> so he just had his guitar strapped to his back with his broken arm and had another guitarist stand next to him playing all his parts. And he was laughing and having a good time. <laughs> 
We kind of oh had a God. situation like that with Dillinger's escape plan one time. Their guitarist had broken his arm, and he was just sitting in a beanbag chair on stage with them. Just like That's hanging awesome. out. <laughs> they're yeah. a great they're a great band to see too they're insane oh god i miss them so much i i would have given anything to have seen their their big finale shows because they did uh two shows i think it was in new york and they they did two nights the first night they had um they they i think they had their original singer come on and do some songs from their first album you know, because he's still in good terms with the band, which is great. And the second night, they had freaking Mike Patton show up to do their their EP that they had with him on lead vocals. Which holy I, shit! I would have killed to see Mike Patton up there with Dillinger actually playing. You know, uh, what? Uh, what's that song? Uh, Come to Daddy from uh, yep. uh, Apex Theory, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Oh my oh. god. Like it would it would have been nuts, but um, yeah, I miss I miss Dillinger, and um, I, I I I wait for the day that they can return, for the day when Greg's head has healed up from all his many injuries on stage. From <laughs> God, I swear, every video of them, you just look up and you're like, is the lead singer bleeding? It's like, yeah, he is. That's normal. That don't worry He's about it. He's always bleeding. He's always bleeding, and is he breathing fire? Yes, he's breathing fire. Just ignore it. Keep going. It's fine. <laughs> yeah so did, did i'm trying to think if um if there's a couple of warp tour stories that i it reminded me when you were talking about dillinger escape did i tell you about the time rollins band played warp tour oh no oh god that'd be so good so so one i can't believe how open the crowd was to them because <laughs> they were he, they were you know he was playing warp tour in like the yeah. post year 2000 where it was far less of a punk rock direction show. And with Rollins coming up and doing his like hardcore punk slash poetry slash, you know what? what and people loved it, but He's he got half king though. <laughs> yeah. He got halfway through his set and they, um, it was the hottest day of the year and people were getting carted out in ambulances. And oh, he Jesus. went, he went, he got off stage and ran over to a vendor cart selling drinks and grabbed a bunch of cases of water and bought them up on stage and started handing them out to the crowd. And That's... he actually got this, he got this huge fine and they forced him to stop playing. Of course, and of so course. he got up on this soapbox and started screaming, are you going to take that shit? They're going to make you fucking pay five bucks for water. And I'm like, this is awesome. He is, <laughs> he is the best man, man. I, I just got a bunch of his audiobooks recently and man, just listening to him tell stories I could just I could just sit and listen to him all day. He is so entertaining. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you another go, on. go ahead. Well, I, I'm glad that you brought up the work tour thing again because I was like, oh, there was one story that I forgot to tell, and I'm sad that I missed it. And and I'm lucky because if, if you search it, you can actually find it on YouTube. But at the Cleveland Warp Tour, no FX was playing, and I'm kind of standing, you know, midway in the crowd, and there's this girl walking around, just this this weird girl who's collecting uh, flip-flops that have fallen off of people's feet. She's got an armful, <laughs> she's got an armful of flip-flops, and I'm just like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And she's just, like, just picking up random flip-flops she's finding on the ground. And I'm like, this is Warped Tour. Like, don't just, like, collect them. Throw them. And she listened to me, and so she threw one. Guess where she threw it? <laughs> oh, no. She, she, hit, she hit Fat Mike in the nuts. No, no, hold on, hold on. So yeah. I've seen this video. No, you haven't. Yes, have I have. Impossible. For real? No, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. 
because I heard Fat Mike talk about it yeah. on a on a radio show. <laughs> and so I went and looked the video up. I need this, I need to hear this clip from the radio show. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was but... on it was on the Jason Ellis show. Um <laughs> is that morning show that was on um faction yeah. on uh Sirius. And oh, nice. he had Fat Mike on all the time. Of course. Right? So <laughs> it was one of those uh I wish I could remember when it was from because I just had that on all the time when I drove because I loved that station. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah. So that was, that was kind of caused by me um, by telling this girl to throw the flip flop and, and she chucks it and just, and if you've seen the video, you know, they're just, you know, they're just kind of jamming at the time and they just kind of like slowly pause and just look. And he's like, first of all, I like getting hit in the dick. Of course, because it's Fat Mike. Of course, he'll say that. And then second off, who wears flip flops to a warp tour? What is wrong with you? Like, and, and <laughs> of course, that's my thought too. Like, you're like that, that's the worst place to wear flip flops. But so yeah, so that happened. Um, so I can't believe you've seen that video. <laughs> that it's he's only because about. he mentioned it. It's that's only because so he mentioned funny. it. So I I had to go and look. Yeah, the like the fact it was years later. Like I never thought about, it, and I was just like, I think one day I was just like, you know what? I, it would be fun to have like a list of like live shows I've seen, but like actually have the videos from too. And it was, and I found that one, and I was like, I can't believe that someone actually was recording this at the moment it happened because it was it was just such a random situation. Like th there was no reason to be filming like anything special at the moment, and it, they just happened to catch that. I'm like, that's perfect. You know, that's awesome. I I know that I've said this. I probably said it on our last recording, but yeah. it still amazes me how for the type of music they play, how absolutely great no effects are. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because they 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 their whole shtick is that they don't give a fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? That they're just kind of phoning it in. That's their thing. But you watch them and you go. These guys are really good at this. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of the prime example of like when you think just like what is your baseline of like punk rock? Like I feel like No Effects is a perfect example of like it's not really bridging into others. Like, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of like ska-ness to it. There's a little bit of pop punk, a little bit of hardcore. But like it's like that perfect center piece of punk and it just it works so well for them and, which and it's unique like you hear you hear a rancid song you know it's rancid oh yeah you know what I mean? you hear no effects you hear any guitar riff from a no effects song and you know it's them yeah like there's there, there's no way around and not even from the fact that fat mike has a very distinctive voice because i think the descendants there's a couple other bands where the guys sound very similar to fat mike yeah but there's just something about how it all comes together that it's you know like bad religion bad religion is you know there's a lot of bands that play similar oh, style yeah. of like surf punk and skate punk to them but, but no, no one sounds like bad religion no one can <laughs> you know? do those three-part harmonies like bad religion can yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I, I always laugh like you can't do bad religion like a karaoke unless you got like several people doing backing vocals with you because you just can't do a bad religion song right without multiple vocalists <laughs> it's great when you get a karaoke guy that understands that and does the harmonies with you I've yeah. seen that happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've only done it like a few times where like I had some people, but I did have one time I got a good laugh because I it was a random, this weird metal song. There's this band I love called um, um, Zeal and Ardor. They are the weirdest band you've ever heard of because they basically are a mix of black metal and 
like slave chants, like 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 Negro spiritual music, which that is a very odd mix. It is a very odd mix. They are they're probably one of the most unique bands ever. And I did the, one of their songs called uh, "Devil Is Fine." Like basically, the concept of the band is, you know, what if, you know. Uh, like the African people who were enslaved at the time did not embrace Christianity as their slave masters intended to, but embraced Satanism. And it's like, oh my God, that concept just blows your mind. And I, and I, I just keep, I'm making like a YouTube playlist of band names as you yeah, talk. <laughs> yeah. So the, the song devil is fine is like one of the, the prime examples of that. And I did it and I had someone join me to do the backing vocals with it. And it was so much better. <laughs> But uh, nuts, man. yeah, got, <laughs> I'm scrolling through YouTube right now and I'm just laughing at random things I found like the uh, I found a thing the other day that someone made where uh, apparently someone discovered if you pitch up a Green Day song just a little bit, it sounds like Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. So someone made a music video. <laughs> <laughs> just just search Phineas and Ferb Green Day and it is shocking how accurate it is because if you've seen Phineas and Ferb it is the exact voice it's terrifying <laughs> it works you so know well. you don't even have to pitch up all their songs because yeah. 21 guns sounds like freaking Phineas and Ferb specifically that is the animated video look up Phineas sings 21 guns and uh, because that get, song's already pitched up that song's yeah. oh my god it 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 fits so well. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I broke you. This is awesome. Oh no, no, this is so. Uh, a couple more, a, cu- a couple more things, because um, because I I do have to go back to work. Right, is, I figured, dude. It's always so much fun talking to you, man. Um, I don't. I, I'm. I'm. The days kind of meld together. Did I mention or have you heard before a band called the World Inferno Friendship Society? Love them, love them, love them. Great, absolutely. Because it's so weird how, how like, because there's there, you know, they have a big reach. Yeah, but they also have a very specific fan base, so it's like yes. hard to find people that have found them. Usually, kind of have yeah. to be like indoctrinated in, which yeah, is kind pretty of interesting. Much. But um, you, I, you I gotta, admit, go on. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, like, you you gotta know, like, you gotta be like digging for a band like that. So I had mentioned them to Taylor Morton because, fig- you know, with the ska movie figuring because right. they, you know, they're not a ska band, but they have ska members and they play Absolutely. ska songs. Yeah. And I-, I would have assumed, you know, digging into the doldrums for a ska movie and he had never heard of them. So I can't wait uh. to because, you know, and again, I don't want to like a quick story. Can't wait for you to hear the episode, but spoiler alert for the episode that I'm um, because oh, his will probably be out before yours. So right. it's just fun fun tidbit but the way they got tim armstrong to be the guy narrating the movie was they (laughs) approached they approached him to do like a live bit and he said you know i'm not you know i i want to be involved because you're a great dude he'd like talk to him before or whatever he goes but i just don't really like being on camera anymore he's like so do you need a narrator (laughs) (laughs) he's like excuse me perfect and i think that's awesome I think that's great. But Um, yeah, no, so so I can't believe he had never heard of World Inferno. Yeah. Um, now have have you ever heard of Big D and the Kids Table? Oh, of course. I've seen them like twice. They're they're solid. Yeah, they are they speaking of a band that has changed 
their sound and genre a thousand fucking times. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I I love going to see their shows now because, like, you'll get, you know, classic, like, Operation Ivy sounding, you know, just, hey, I'm a white guy rapping with a stupid nasally voice, like, early, early, early ska, like, over trumpets, to, like, insane, like, hardcore punk songs. You're just like, where is this coming from? (laughs) I I I love Scott, so, Scott bands just so many had to evolve. It's like, that's where we got, that's why we have the Aquabats how they are now. So <laughs> exactly. Oh, speaking of, speaking of just a wonderfully unique band. Yep. Oh, I love the Aquabats so much. They're, they're a show that I really need to see at some point. They're, they're so do I. They're on oh. my list as well. <laughs> I, I referred to them talking to Taylor as the, the guar of, of ska. That's absolutely what they are. <laughs> because yeah, because he said he goes he goes dude he goes i i got to interview the aquabats and you know you go to like interview and you go and find them at their entourage <laughs> of trailers delivering their live stage show <laughs> you go, is this iron maiden like what is going on here? yep they 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 come they come prepared i love those guys no what was i had just seen when i talked to you last uh real big fish yeah. Um, did I tell you that Nerf Herder played with Open for Yeah, them? you you told me the the uh, sign story. That was pretty solid. This is our five hundred dollar sign. That's that, I still gotta dig into that one. I I just recently have been like, you know, I need more music, so I'm gonna be digging some more lately. So that's gonna be one on my list. Nerf Herder, <laughs> yeah, they were actually really good. Um, I'm trying to think, dude. What else? So what else? What else do you have coming up on the docket, or what have you? found or run across and please when when we're over with this if you can remember i'm going to re-listen to it too but if you want to send me a quick list of all these bands because i i need a playlist for the rest of the day sure sure i'll just send it i i did this with my brother the night before his wedding too i was just giving him music and he was like i need that that's good exercise music i need that and give me that i'm like all right cool but um i mean i don't i don't really have much else in terms of music like i had a few other like talking points here and there but i feel like maybe we'll do another one sometime where we talk not as much music more on the the silliness thing but uh only i know you're you're a regular for sure you're you're (laughs) welcome back whenever appreciate it i mean the only other things i've got is like i i saw another uh with i mean they're kind of in the 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 ska realm but leftover crack i saw the other day ah yes (laughs) someone else knows leftover crack Yep, they were touring. I mean, I wanted to see them, but the, my main thing I wanted to see was the opening band, Days and Days. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. You should check them out. So take the the grungy, grimy grit of Leftover Crack and put it to folk instruments. I'm down. It's, it's the bitter crust punk, like literally as crust punk as you get. Like take a couple like guys hitchhiking across the world with acoustic guitars they literally have a washtub base and a washboard in the band. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about this. Um, that was it was a great show. It was an interesting show though because Days and Days is a singer slash guitar player had to take a few mental days just to recharge. So their trumpet player slash singer, she took over. She she bought a guitar and learned a couple chords and just played like a completely unique set just to fill in. And it, it was really good, but I felt so bad because you could tell she was not ready for this. They, he literally said the day of the show, I need a break. And so um, 
and I, I felt bad because she she seemed so nervous. Like she kept like pausing in the middle of songs, and I was like, "You're doing fine. Just keep keep going. You're you're doing just fine." And like I just wanted to be like, "You need a hug." Like, <laughs> you know. And and they're just it's like these acoustic songs, and all these punks are just moshing in the crowd. You know, in a, in a crowd like a leftover crack show basically looks like a. Uh, 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 a convention where everyone's cosplaying as the the Gallagher guy from uh, um, uh, what's that? Was what it Showtime TV show? Um, yep. Yeah, my, my brain's just shut off, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know the the worthless dad guy, like where everyone's like half half shaven with a with a with a like gross jacket on. <laughs> like yep. that's that's what a leftover crack show looks like. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean that's that that was a great show. They were they were all fun bands. Um, only other thing I got to comment on in the recent months was uh, that they announced all the the Danny Wimmer music festivals for next year. So like Aftershock and Sonic Temple and Louder Than Life, and they're all getting Metallica playing two nights, different headlining sets. Jesus Christ. Right. So, well, and and while that is probably a very appealing thing for some, it doesn't sell us as much. Partially because we we kind of only go to shows now if we haven't seen the headliner and we have seen Metallica. Right. But, and, and that the only the only reason I have that reaction is I've never seen Metallica. So right. it's like, wow, that hasn't seen them. We're like, that's gonna be. I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. But I feel like those those music festivals have been kind of losing. <sighs> I feel like the loyalty is starting to wane from people because after last year's incident, so what they've done is they, they started doing more where they, they just need to sell the tickets because once they've sold the tickets, they make the real money by the people inside the gates. But it, so people are buying their tickets early because they're like, oh, it's $100. That's the cheapest I'll get. And then literally the week before, they were like $1 day tickets. And people were pissed rightfully so that like why did i spend all my money on your tickets when you're just giving them out now and that's why yeah. we had tickets to louder than life because they said if you bought tickets for sonic temple you can go to louder than life for free and which is Jesus. Again, cool but also insane so just be upfront about it i i, I don't know right I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Like if you're going to do that, make it the early thing so that the people who buy their tickets early get that instead of the people who yeah. been waiting and just happen to come across a good deal. You know, this doesn't have to be like Black Friday where you just throw in deals in the middle of things like. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, that's that's all I've got. You, you know, uh, only other things I want to say. Um, I, Desert Bus is about to end today. They've got about 10 more. Yeah. Hours um, so for, for all those who don't know what desert bus is, look it up and see it next year. It'll come back in November again next year. It's a wonderful charity. They raise money for children's hospitals. Your brother's been a guest on there a few times and in, in the, yes, previous years. it's a great charity. It's a lot of fun. You just get to watch a bunch of exhausted Canadians dance for money. <laughs> and I, I donated to it this year. Um, yep, and the too. only reason I hadn't in previous years is because I, I didn't know what was happening until after, but you reminded me, and I, I I tuned in for a lot of it. It was great. Yeah, it's it's always a good time. So you know, anyone who wants to check that out, look into it in the future. They'll be back next year. They've got a YouTube page with like every good clip posted. So if you want to know what they're about, go check that out. Um, um, other, I mean, other than that, I I don't have much. Um, my my YouTube channel is currently on hiatus. It's still there, so if anyone wants to watch it, Walk With Me Gaming, 
it's there. Yes, it's great. It's but, great. Go to it. But it's uh, but my stupid Apple decided to update things. So now half of my programs don't work, including both my recording program and half the games I wanted to record. So I'm just trying to figure that out and I've not had the time to. So I'll get back to it eventually, but um, for now it's just a bit of a madhouse. So uh, uh, end of speech. Okay. (laughs) End of speech. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much, dude, as always. Um, Thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa. And we'll have you back on for sure. Um, any any last thoughts you want to leave the people with? Um, I don't know. Go see Doctor Sleep. Your brother liked it. My wife loved it. Um, and um, uh, uh, continue go seeing live music and supporting your local musicians. <laughs> awesome, dude! Thank you so much. Yep, I'll see you, man. <laughs>